Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 56 of Revelation chapter 14. We're continuing to look at verse 20. And the winepress was trodden without the city, and blood came out of the winepress even unto the horse bridles by the space of a thousand and six hundred furlongs. Last time we saw that the Bible sets precedent for understanding non-time-related words, such as branches or baskets or kine or stalks of corn, to represent time. And even though those words have nothing in and of themselves to do with time. And so that permits us to test the idea. Is it possible that when God speaks of the blood of the unsaved coming out of the winepress, and and it's uh, crystal clear, it's judgment day, and uh, we know from the Bible that God is locked in May 21, 2011, as the beginning day of judgment. We also know that judgment day is a prolonged period of time, that it is a spiritual judgment to begin with, and then God is bringing judgment on the world for days, according to Mark 13, 24, in those days after that tribulation. Ecclesiastes chapter 12 in the first Two verses also speak of years. So those are two clues God gives us that the time of Judgment Day will be a prolonged period of time that could last up to years. And then we find this verse that speaks of 1,600 furlongs in which the blood flows from the winepress unto the horse bridles. And when... We make the substitution that the Bible permits, substituting days for furlongs. And we look at the possibility, is it possible that God here is indicating that the life of the wicked under his wrath, because the uh, the Bible insists that the life is in the blood, that their life will extend and continue as that flow of blood did, for the space of not 1,600 furlongs, but 1,600 days, all the while they are under the wrath of God. And and, and so we, we start there. We know the beginning of Judgment Day is May 21, 2011. That was the day the Great Tribulation concluded after in exact 23 years, May 21, 2011, was the 8400th day of the Great Tribulation period. And isn't it interesting that that God made it so well known? That That is, we understood and recognize the Great Tribulation period, the full 23 years, beginning on May 21, 1988, 
which was the end of the church age, the day before Pentecost in that year, and continuing until May 21, 2011, the the exact precise 23-year period, also happened to be in even 8,400 days. And that that number uh, fits very well because the number 84 has much to do with the tribulation. As we look at some of the types and figures that God used to typify the Great Tribulation, the 70 years that Judah was um, experiencing tribulation from 609 B.C. when good King Josiah died until 539 B.C. when the Medes and the Persians conquered Babylon. That's 70 years. 70 times 12, the number of months in a year, is 840, 840, 10 times 84, and and 10 points to completeness, and 84, a number that identifies with great tribulation. And also, God used another length of time to typify the great tribulation in the days of Joseph, the seven-year famine. As we read in our last study, the, the dreams that Pharaoh had, concerning the seven kine and the seven stalks of corn, the the thin and ill-favored kine and the uh, ill-favored stalks of corn that, that rose up and consumed the good. Well, they were likened to seven years of famine, and the famine is a picture of the Great Tribulation. And seven times twelve months in a year is 84. Again, God has the number 84 in relationship to the Great Tribulation. And, and there, there's other, um, tie-ins also with that number. And, and so when we saw that the Great Tribulation would be 8,400 days to the very day, well, that, that was a confirming piece of biblical evidence Yes, God really has his finger on that day, May 21. It is the 8400th day, the exact 23rd year of the Great Tribulation. And besides that, in the year that is exactly 7,000 years from the flood, which occurred in 4990 B.C. to 2011 A.D., is 7001 minus 1, because there's no year zero, and you have a even 7,000 years, and that day that that uh, was locked in due to the other evidence of uh, the Great Tribulation being that precise 23 years, and that was all worked out apart from the time path of the flood, and yet that very day, that same day, had the underlying Hebrew calendar date of the 17th day of the second month. Isn't that incredible? The 23rd year, the 8400th day, all in the 7000th year from the flood, also had the 17th day of the second Hebrew month as its underlying day. Now, why is that incredible? Because the flood, which typified God's judgment on the world, occurred on the 17th day of the second month of Noah's calendar. And that was the day God shut them in. He shut the door of the ark. And likewise, spiritually, 7,000 years later, 
God let it be known by having it work out in such perfect detail that the the Hebrew date uh, was the equivalent date to the date uh, in the days of Noah in which the door was shut. And, and strong, strong confirmation. It had to be the hand of God. I don't know anybody that smart. Mr. Camping was very smart, but he wasn't that smart. No one is able to manipulate and and force these timelines and dates into fitting like pieces of a puzzle. That's not possible. It was the hand of God. God was letting it be known. That's the day. And we had that 8,400 days. Now, one thing that we had thought in the time leading up to May 21, 2011, was that Judgment Day would be five months. And there was information that did point to that, especially Revelation 9, and spoke of five months, and five months from May 21 uh, would be October 21, 2011, and October 21 was the last day of the Feast of Tabernacles. It was the 23rd day of the Hebrew seventh month, and God must fulfill the Feast of Tabernacles. It seems so certain. And this was part of the snare, part of the testing program that God only, only a brilliant God could devise something um, so precise and make it appear so exact a fit that there it is five months later to the very day from our calendar, which worked out to be 153 days, and it falls on the last day of the Feast of Tabernacles. Now, one problem is that that 153 days added to 8,400 days added up to nothing. That is, it did not break down into any significant spiritual numbers. 8,553 just doesn't break down. You can try to do it. And it did not break down into anything key or or that might cause us to to uh, think, well, yes, God's really teaching through that number. No, there is nothing like that. It was just the five months reference and the fact that it was the last day of the Feast of Tabernacles that caused us to think, well, that must be the day. And, and then we thought we had the whole timeline worked out, May 21, 2011, the beginning of Judgment Day, a prolonged period of time, October 21, 2011, five months later, the end. And, of course, things did not happen as we had thought, but God brought to pass a spiritual judgment on May 21, 2011, causing uh, those that, that were shaken by that, and of course we all were confused and didn't know what the Lord was doing, but the true believers continued to search and we focused on October 21 during that five months period. It must be that, that it was a spiritual judgment and God will then literally destroy the world on that day, October 21, that last day of tabernacles to spiritually fulfill the feast. But October 21 came and went and that was a, a huge added test to those that were holding on to the information from the Bible. 
Now they were convinced, many of them. Now they were certain it was all wrong. It was all error. And and they began to turn back. Yet God's people continued to search the Bible. Because the biblical calendar of history still locked in May 21, 2011. There was no budging there. But what about October 21? That could not have been a spiritual end of the world. We had to be incorrect and wrong about October 21. But what was our error? Well, then when we uh, we have learned, when we look at the book of Revelation, all the time references are understood spiritually, and the five months would have been the lone exception. It, it stands out to try and understand that literally was the error. It is five months of figurative time reference, like three and a half days, like 1260 days, like a thousand years. All these other references are figurative to, to represent something else and, and another actual time period. And the five months represents the duration of Judgment Day, however long that will be. It was not to be understood literally, and it, and yet God used it as a bait to set the trap for the people of God thinking October 21, 2011 must be the day. Because it's the last day of tabernacles, the third and final feast that must be fulfilled. But lo and behold, as we have studied the Bible, continued to look into the Bible, search the Bible, we come to Revelation 14, and God gives us a number, 1600, uh, that fits it. It begins this number with May 21, 2011, because it's speaking of Judgment Day, that would be the day of harvest, which is the end of the world. That would be the day of the cup of the wrath of God transitioning from the church to the world. And Revelation 14 speaks of all that. And and the fall of Babylon, which would be the end of the historical 70 years and typify the uh, the end of the tribulation. And verse 8 of Revelation 14 mentions the fall of Babylon. And so all all the information in a chapter points to Judgment Day beginning. And in that context, the Lord gives this number. And when we take the number and we, we say, Now, is it possible that 1,600 days is representing, or God is giving us this number to teach us that this will be the actual time period for the duration of Judgment Day, which began on May 21, 2011. And when we take that number 1,600, and over here we we had left 8,400 left over from the Great Tribulation that brought us right to May 21, and we we look at these two numbers on one hand, judgment upon the church, 8,400 days. The other hand, 1,600 days, the likely judgment time period on the world. And, and it, it, of course, you don't have to be a mathematician to see how those two numbers fit together. 
8400 plus 1600 equals 10,000. 10,000. Not 9,999. Or not 10,046. And, and, well, uh, the, the number of possible numbers that are not 10,000 are infinite. It just goes on and on and on. The, the possibility of the number God could have given and that would have been different that would not have added up to 10,000 and would have been some other number and we would never have made this type of connection to think of putting the two together to form an even 10,000, more than even, but a complete 10,000 days of the wrath of God. 10,000 days of judgment. First, on the church for 23 years, 8,400 days. Then the cup transitions and God says, will the world be unpunished? Certainly not. They must also drink. But, as the Bible indicates, there's greater wrath to those that knew the will of God or professed Christians than there is to those that did not know the will of God, to the people of the world. So their drinking of the cup is less. And here is the wrath of God given to them, 1,600 days, and yet it's all uh, uh, comes under the umbrella of the wrath of God. It's all God's final judgment of mankind, and they do fit together as the cup of wrath is given first to the church. Judgment begins at the house of God, and in that statement is the implication judgment must end or be completed on the nations of the world. And the 10,000 days is a number that completes judgment. You know, in the Bible, um, numbers are words. And in order to understand the spiritual meaning of a number, well, we look up that word and we see how the word is used um, in the Bible. For instance, in Matthew chapter 25, it says in verse 1, Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise and five were foolish. Now here God is speaking of ten virgins. And that's because it's the completeness of all those that respond to the gospel call, to all those we would say who are Christian, yet five are foolish. They would represent the professed Christian, never truly saved, and five are wise. The true believer, one of God's elect that God has saved. And yet they're all under the number 10 to represent the completeness of all professed Christians, true believers, and those that, that are not really saved. In Luke 15, it says in um, verse 4, What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, does not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness and go after that which is lost until he find it? And when he finds it, then how many sheep does he have again? One hundred. It's the complete number of sheep. And in the same uh, chapter, in Luke 15, verse 8, 
either what woman, having ten pieces of silver, if she lose one piece, does not light a candle and sweep the house and seek diligently till she find it. And when she finds it, she has ten again. And notice the similarity here in the parable of losing one, and once it's found, it forms the complete 100 or the complete 10. And we find when we look at the number 10 in the Bible, that it maintains its spiritual meaning of completeness, whether it's 10 or a 100 or a 1,000. In Psalm 50, in Psalm 50, verse 10, it says, For every beast of the forest is mine, and the cattle upon a thousand hills. Now, why does God say that? He He's saying that the cattle on a thousand hills is his. And he's the creator, he's the maker of all. And all creatures belong to God. And yet, why would he limit himself to only a thousand hills? Isn't it true that all of the the cattle upon all of the hills and all of the world are his? Yes, it is true. And in order to teach that truth, God makes the statement that the cattle upon a thousand hills are his. It is the completeness of what's in view. All the cattle upon all the hills in all the world belong to God. Or when we read of the Lord Jesus Christ coming in judgment, on judgment day, the Bible tells us that he comes and the saints will judge the world with him. And we read in Jude, in verse 14, And Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints. Now, are we expected, or do you think that God is coming only with ten thousands of his saints? Or is God coming in the day of judgment with all of his saints, with every single saint whose name was written in the Lamb's book of life? And the answer is, with every one of his elect the whole company of the elect. Well, that's summed up, or it's represented by ten thousands of his saints. And there's proof of this in Zechariah chapter 14. Turning back to Zechariah, and in chapter 14 we read a a similar statement in verse 5 of chapter 14. And ye shall flee to the valley of the mountains, for the valley of the mountains shall reach unto Azel. Yea, ye shall flee, like as ye fled from before the earthquake in the days of Uzziah, king of Judah. And Jehovah my God shall come, and all the saints with thee. Now here it doesn't say ten thousands of his saints, as Jude did, but it says all the saints. And you see, if you read Zechariah 14.5 and you read Jude 14 they're speaking of the same coming Christ coming in the day of judgment with his people the saints yet one says ten thousands the other says all 
and that lets us know that when God uses the number ten thousands or ten thousand or a thousand hills, it is a figure of speech to represent the completeness of whatever is in view. Let me just give one more example. In Revelation 20, when uh, the Lord Jesus binds Satan, it says in Revelation 20, verse 2, And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil, and Satan, and bound him a thousand years, and cast him into the bottomless pit, and shut him up, and set a seal upon him, that he should deceive the nations no more, till the thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that, he must be loosed a little season. And then in verse 7 of Revelation 20, it says, And when the thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison. Now, Satan was bound at the cross in 33 A.D. Was he loosed in 1033 A.D.? You you can believe that there were probably uh, some people of God at that time they were on their toes and and uh, they they were thinking well this must be it this must be it and it would be understandable uh, sometimes we make the mistake of taking a number and uh, uh, in a time reference especially in the book of revelation and thinking it would be a literal fulfillment and so in 1033 AD they were they were on high alert but then 1034, 1035, 1100 AD came and went 1200 and it became obvious. It is not a literal thousand years. Of course, due to error, there are theologians who write commentaries and churches adhere to them and, and they think this is some future time period that Satan will be bound. They, they don't understand what Christ did on the cross and how the Bible um, affirms that that was the time of Satan's binding. But anyway, when we do understand that, we realize once again the the time reference in the book of Revelation is to be understood spiritually and it represented the completeness of his binding, which turned out to be in actual years 1955 years from the cross in 33 AD until May 21, 1988, the end of the church age and the loosing of Satan as God then brought him against the congregations of the world as a destroying weapon in his hand and, and so forth. But, but again, the number thousand completeness and ten thousand, thousand, 100, the number 10, they, they all have to do with completeness. And so when we add together 1,600 days to 8,400 days, and it forms 10,000 days of judgment, this points to the complete judgment of God. And, and it's unnecessary to go any further. It would indicate that on that last day, which would be October 7th, 2015, there's a strong likelihood that will be the completed judgment of God. And that's exactly what we've been searching for. 
what we've been trying to discover from the Word of God, the Bible. When will God complete the judgment that uh, began on the church? When will he finalize it? And everything points to October 7th in 2015, which also happens to be the last day of the Feast of Tabernacles. That day, that October 21st, 2011, was the last day of the Feast of Tabernacles. And 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 we knew that day, that feast, had to be spiritually fulfilled. But you see how God did the sleight of hand in order to set the trap and the snare, in order to try all those who said they were his people, to allow that date in October uh, 21, 2011, to not be the day, and yet to bring it, the, the timetable, around 1,600 days later, to the self-same day, the last day of Tabernacles. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.